Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be joined by security expert Carlos Perez on current cybersecurity threats. A little bit later, we'll be hearing an encore presentation of an episode featuring Stephen Baker of the NPD Group. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We're joined by security expert Carlos Perez, and I'll talk about the latest hacking techniques and tools, and also the fact that he trained hunt teams, cyber protection units, which sounds like something you'd see in a TV show or something. What was it? CSI Cyber? Was that the one they did on <laughs> uh, on government hackers? Yeah, yeah. In, in fact, that's, uh, yeah, I remember cringing while watching that show a, a while back. <laughs> it's not the most realistic one. Other than the fact they always will have a head hacker who used to be someone who was doing nasty stuff, and they caught that person and converted him or her to become part of the team. This is a common trope using these shows. Okay. Anyway, you cringe as someone in the industry when you see stuff like that. What makes you cringe? Ah, oh, the way that they portray it. They, they portray it as it is something so simple, like, for example, uh, in one of the NCIS shows, like, oh, the hackers breaking through our firewalls, and you have two people typing at once in one single keyboard. And I'm going like, that doesn't even work in real life just to type in Word. Or, oh, we need to hack this phone. Oh, let me get into your computer and hack this phone. And I'm going like, you know that you cannot hack a phone from anybody's laptop without specialized gear, specialized training, knowledge. It takes us weeks sometimes to even get access to a machine, and they do it in two, three minutes with the magic of TV. Yes, uh, this password is encrypted. Give me a couple of minutes. It may take yeah. a couple of months, a couple of minutes. It can take a couple of minutes, depending some scenarios, but more than likely, it, it will take hours to crack a password when we have access to that file. And even to get access to that password, we have to jump to several hoops in the environment uh, or in the user's machine and do a bit of trickery to get him to click on stuff and run stuff as administrator in his machine for us to get access. So the user gets a bunch of pop-ups and stuff that will alert him of our presence of, of, or what we're doing in many cases. So when I see that in movies, it's surprising. I think the only show that really gets it is Mr. Robot. That's the only show that I've seen where I go like, yep, that's how it's done for real. Mr. Robot's an interesting show. It's kind of difficult to follow, though. It's very dark, but when you see the protagonist do his hack, he'll go like, okay, I want to get into this person's machine. Let me go and see what are they posting in social media? What stuff do they like? What is the uh, information that they're giving out willingly? Photographs that they shared, well, your phone taps the location. They put it in what we call metadata. They put your GPS location of each picture if you have it set up in your Android phone or iPhone. So that gets shared, and he uses that data to build a pattern of life of his target. And you see him, oh, after eight hours of gathering all of this information, I started cracking his accounts, 
And it took me another eight hours to finally guess his password to get into this service. I'm in the service. I noticed that he's using the same password across multiple stuff. So I, I reuse his password. And that is a bit more realistic than what we see in most shows. Well, that's good to know. In general, though, I think a big part of the problem is you're trying to have people resolve a problem in 43 minutes. Yep. That's a perfect analogy for it. How in the heck do you do that? And, And the thing is that when you go into the shows, they're doing their investigations and it takes them days to find the criminal. Even in real life police work, you won't see that. Right, because it may take them years. You never know. And it's kind of funny. I've, I've worked with law enforcement, and I've seen that when they do an investigation, even when they bring charges to the person, it could take a week, two weeks just to go to trial. And when you look at a show, it, in less than one week, the person's already in trial and already being found guilty and being sent to jail in just a matter of uh, in their timeline in less than a week. Or sometimes what they will do is they'll bring up a case that's several years old, a cold case, and they get new evidence. And the new evidence allows them to solve the situation. But in general, Mr. Robot's a hard show to watch. It's dark. It's not something for the masses. Its ratings tend to be low. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I mean, it wins awards. It's really well done. Is there something the people at NCIS, at Law & Order SVU, any of these police procedurals can do to portray the work of the computer hacker, the work of computer experts in a more realistic fashion? I would say the first one is that the hacker does not always have a black booty on. It is not that it takes him seconds, like at least provide a, a better timeline on how long it took for this person to get in. I know that they have to put graphical stuff in the, in, in the screen that looks that looks exciting versus what we typically do, which is type a bunch of commands and a bunch of text uh, in a screen that we just keep parsing, copy, pasting, and playing with. But at the very least, the timeline part would be something kind of useful. Like say, okay, I'm starting this today, and then put like, oh, two days later, oh, I finally got my shell, or finally got access into the environment. Now I'm going to collect the data that I'm going to be using to, to abuse the system. Well, that's one way. Let's talk about your work, though. Now, yes. because that's more interesting. But I want to ask you first, I do notice you are connected to us from Puerto Rico. I saw a picture of the office you're working out of before. Obviously, we all heard about the problems after the hurricanes last year. How is it for you? Uh, for me right now, it's pretty normal. It was a couple of rough months, I would say, all the way from September until February. It was very hard. Uh, around January, we got power back uh, in the area that we live in. Uh, so we were able to kind of rebuild and fix a bunch of stuff in the house. Uh, in fact, I, I think we didn't end up fixing everything in my house all the way until three months ago. That's when we finally kind of fixed the last part of my house. And it didn't receive most of uh, as much damage, uh, for example, as my father-in-law who lost his roof, or my dad who lost half of his roof. Uh, for them, it took uh, many, many months of dealing with FEMA and 
plus trying to get supplies, plus trying to get contractors to help them rebuild stuff. How long did it take to get the electric power back? To the entire island, it took about two months ago to get everybody back on power. Wow. So, so, so we're talking almost a full year. So what did you do? Have a generator uh, or something? Yes. I was spending quite a large amount of money in propane gas. My generator runs in propane. Um, rationed the time that we were able to run the generator. So the generator was only being turned on at night. During the day, uh, it wasn't turned on. Um, then uh, my former employee decided, like, hey, Carlos, we know that you're a director and everything, and we need you back at work. So they relocated me for two months to Florida while my house got power back. And once my, my house got power, I then flew back from Florida back to here to the island to continue work because they needed me to I'm going to do a break now. Carlos Perez, security expert, joins us. We're looking at a realistic view of security, cybersecurity threats, and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Let's talk tough. Let's talk comfort. Let's talk about down-home value. Made in the USA blue jeans, like you wore as a kid. Remember? There's a place down in Tennessee Where they make blue diamond gusset jeans They so pride in every stitch Guarantee you love the way they fit They put a diamond gusset in the crotch Where you need it most Blue diamond gussets got it Others don't For good old-fashioned comfort, get diamond gusset jeans Every stitch guaranteed And our Defender motorcycle jean comes Kevlar reinforced See them at GUSSET.com That's gusset.com Or call 888-848-7738 That's 888-848-7738 Diamond gusset jeans got it Others don't Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST55 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST55 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text BEST55 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-55 to 443-443. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So, Carlos, I'm glad you finally came through it. And I was one of the lucky ones. Sadly, I remember right after the hurricane, we had to go and do 10, 12-hour lines just to get gas for cars. We had to do very long lines just to get whatever was left in supermarkets. And I remember hearing stories of people like, oh, my dad's so ill. He suffers from diabetes and we cannot keep his insulin cold. We start hearing about the death of people that needed dialysis and they, there was no power to run dialysis machines and people trying to go with their machines to the different uh, aid stations that the DOD set up. In fact, the way I see it is the death count here would have been very, very, very high, even more higher than it is current, uh, over 2,000 people if it wasn't for the Department of Defense. The Department of Defense, to me, is the hero of the entire event of Maria. They pre-positioned before the hurricane equipment. They bend the rules to get people into the island. I remember one of the areas that I was working out of was a, a hacker space, and I remember all of a sudden, 30 armed Marines came to the hacker space and, sent, and said, we were sent over here to protect you guys from looters and to help you guys establish communication to the outside world uh, so people can talk to their families and because the hackerspace was running almost 24-7 with a very big German generator that they had because it used to be a civil defense bunker. And, and the Marines pro, uh, provided protection because 
the the police force was completely overwhelmed. And then um, FEMA came in several weeks later and started uh, providing aid. But the real aid and the real difference was made actually by the DOD, by the Department of Defense, Marine Corps, Air Force, Navy, Army, National Guard, reserves. Well, glad you're back in business. Let's really return to our security here. Okay, so you investigate security threats. Are they doing anything different now than before, you know, in terms of one country perhaps trying to uh, gain control or manipulate the elections in another country? It all varies depending on the actor, depending who is actually doing the hacking. For example, if we go, and it varies per country quite a bit. If, if, if we look at Russia actions, Russian actions tend to be either two types. We see the criminal ones, which are the ones that kind of want to get as, uh, your machine, install malware in your machine or malicious code and malicious program in your machine by tricking you so they can mine cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, Monero, stuff like that, uh, or steal credit card number from companies as the criminal aspect. And then we have what we call the state actors, which fall into two areas. One of them is espionage and influence, and the other one tends to be a bit more on the offense. Uh, for example, like what we, we were talking about, influencing elections. Uh, so in, in Russia, we see that quite a bit, and their skill set will depend on the team in Russia that gets selected from what we can tell. It seems that Russia has multiple teams working for them doing this kind of stuff, and their skill levels varies as well as their tooling. When we go to China, China does a bit of more of the commercial hacking. They want to steal IP in addition to stealing secrets and stuff. And in their case, they have a bit more structure, more under control under the Politburo, their entire infrastructure in terms of their teams that do all of this. And then you have almost every every modern uh, country out there will actually have cyber capabilities. We can see this, for example, the Dutch recently toward some Russian operation. The Dutch have quite a bit of cyber operators, if you want to call it that, over there. Israel has been kind of like one of the top ones, and they've actually structured their government programs to train and have this talent pool for many years. Uh, same thing in the case of China. China tends to do their planning for every 10 years. Everything that the, the Chinese Politburo does, they, they have this vision of, in 10 years, we want to be here. So they have this very long plan that they develop. And that's one of the things that we actually see the U.S. start to try to adopt in what they sent us their uh, cyber strategy for 2018. When they released their document out, one of the areas that they want to invest is this development of this pool of resources. Right now, in our education system, yes, we're starting to see education security and we're starting to train people on it. But so far, most of that training has come from the private sector, not so much by programs from the government to try to build this in a planned, structured way. It has been kind of more of the private sector saying like, hey, we have this need, we need this pool of people, and then training companies kind of surfaced, and the training companies have been defining themselves depending on what their customers say, like, oh, we want training on this, then that's what we're going to be providing, and that's 
the way it has worked in the U.S. In a situation like this, when things happen, is it because the users are just making a mistake? Like, for example, with the DNC hack. Supposedly, the problem was that John Podesta, this is the legend, you can tell me if it's true or not, got a phishing email, Mm -hmm. asked somebody else, is this okay? And they mistakenly said, sure, it's okay. And that's where everything went wrong. Yep, practically that's the way it happened. You have to remember, one of the weakest link that you're going to have in infrastructure are human beings, because you can trick them. A computer, depending on how you program it, it will check multiple variables, and it doesn't have any preconceived notions uh, that influence it. In the case of a person, for example, we've done engagements uh, where we just play the pity card on somebody over the phone to get them to get us information. Depend- because we do what we call, uh, in addition to phishing, sending emails to trick people, like in the case of Podesta, many times we also call via phone and try to trick somebody to go to a link and click on something or give us information over the phone. You can put a baby crying in the background and you can be, and put a female on their phone talking with another male because they're going to kind of empathize. Oh, I feel bad for her. Her baby's crying. She needs this info. She's trying to get this. Let me be helpful. Let me be a, a human being. So many times that good nature of human beings gets abused. Uh, or let's say we want to get into a physical building. Uh, one of the things that we can do is we can just wait for somebody to open that door and we'll play the card that we're on our phone. And then as soon as that door open, we'll start shouting, using swear words, being a bit aggressive in the call to make that other person think that we're in the middle of a fight. And then as they're going in, I grab the door to go after them. That's called tailgating. That person, if he sees me shouting, using swear words and everything, do you think he's going to stop me and say, hey, dude, you got to stop. You got to put your badge in the door to enter. No tailgating. He's probably going to be afraid of me. We got to be afraid of our advertisers if we don't give them some space. More to come with Carlos Perez with Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Now Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Long-distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. 
Get relief for your neck or back pain when you search Amazon for Sunshine Pillows heating wraps and pads, often listed as an Amazon choice. Why take another pill? Now, from Sunny Bay and by customer demand, we introduce our extra long neck heating wrap, a complete wrap, wide and hands-free, and brings fast relief to those who suffer from neck or back pain. You can easily find Sunshine Pillows on Amazon. Or search Amazon for our new Sunny Bay disposable heat pads. Or look for Sunny Bay heated neck wraps for relief from back pain to menstrual pain and cramps. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. See why our company, Biomed DB Design, has a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Just go to Amazon.com and search Sunny Bay or call us 253-678-1361. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-318-4349 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-318-4349. Again, that's 800-318-4349. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call. 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. Oh, wow. You're talking about being an action hero here, right? (laughs) Well, I've never heard it mentioned that way. Most of the time we're the criminals. Or, or we play the criminal uh, to kind of help identify gaps in the systems. You ever notice this? This is a really true story. You ever notice this, Carlos? You go to a store, whatever yes. store it is, convenience store or something, and you're checking out. The phone rings. And you can't say, I'm not going to answer it because it might be something important. Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, that happens quite a bit. Uh, uh, in fact, for me, it is like I'm in a conference. All, all my days completely free except for one hour. And that hour that I have my conference call, that's when everybody decides to call in. Of course. And they pick that way. Oh, or my wife calls and says, you forget to get this. I'm at the checkout line. Could you call <laughs> oh, me five that... minutes earlier? Oh, that happens so often. Oh, geez. Let's, let's get back to computers and hacking and stuff like that. Now, it looks to me like a lot of the stuff that people are doing, especially hackers, the tricks to gain control of someone's account and so forth and so on, it tends to be the same thing, just a different way of doing it. Is that mostly it? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, most of the time, it is tricking somebody to click on something that they shouldn't click or open a file that they shouldn't open. For example, how many times have you seen in your spam box people sending you invoices for stuff that you've never purchased? or sending you a document about a bank transfer that you've never engaged with them in any sort of manner for you to be receiving a bank transfer uh, receipt. And it's a, a document that when you double click it, all of a sudden your machine gets slow or your machine all of a sudden gets a pop-up window that closes very quickly. Or simply you get a warning that says click OK to enable contact and you click OK. Now your machine is owned by the attacker because they trick you into clicking into something. That's all we need to be tricked to click. And the thing that happens here most of the time is when someone's really busy or distracted, it's a lot easier. And a lot of people are that way anyway, just in the normal course of living to click on something. Oh, let me just click on that and find out what it is. You don't stop to say, wait a minute, what am I doing? Yeah. Most people are, are, are that way. In fact, I remember very recently, my dad called me and says, hey, Carlos, recently I got a call from Microsoft. They told me that my machine is infected and they were going to help me fix my machine over the phone and that they were going to email me a file that I, like, I should double click on. But the, uh, the call went out. I, 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 my, my phone ran out of battery. Can you help me out with this? Since you know people at Microsoft and like that, you were lucky. They were trying to trick you to gain control of your machine and more than likely encrypt everything on it and then tell you that you needed to pay them to get access back to your data. You know, I often receive, and this is not unusual, a phone call. This is Microsoft support. Barely understandable language. This is Microsoft support. Your Windows user license has expired. You won't be able to use your computer. Call this number. Now, I guess you have to stop and think. First of all, I use Macs, although I have a Windows 10 user license. Why would they call me on the phone when they send me an email? Why would they call me on the phone? Do they even have my phone number? And more to the point, if it was really a problem as they describe it, wouldn't I receive some kind of prompt? Yeah, correct. And, and it's very, um, it, it is something that Microsoft never calls their customers. Apple never calls their customers. That's just not normal. Well, they do uh, if they're doing a, a, they're doing it if it's a customer service callback. Like you can schedule a callback with Apple. I don't know yeah. with Microsoft. Call me at ten o'clock and we'll go over the problem. And they'll call you and they'll yeah. say, "This is Apple. Uh, if you did call this, call us, and you want to have your service 
person, get on the phone, press one or something. And then they come on the line. And it, the caller ID says Apple. And the number is Apple. So of course, you can fake a caller ID, but still. Yep. It, it, it's very strange to get those calls. Same for emails. If you were not expecting that email, don't click on it. Uh, and, 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 and there have been very good tricks where the email looks almost identical to something that you would get from Google. And you click on the link, and it takes you to a page that when you look at the address, if you're not careful, it doesn't say Google, but it has Google on the name, and you say, oh, it has to be valid. And you enter your credentials, and all of a sudden, the other person has your credentials. That's what happened to Podesta. When he entered his credentials in the fake page that looked exactly like the one from Google, he gave access to the attackers to his email, ad, uh, to, to his email account. And they were able to copy all of his emails out from his account because of that. If he would have had um, second-factor authentication, that means that Google, uh, you can set it up in most systems called 2FA, where Google actually sends you a text message or Microsoft sends you a text message with a number that you have to enter into your uh, in, in another box in addition to username and password. He would have been safe because the attackers would, would have only at his username and password, but not that third authentication uh, piece of information that they would have needed. That's why Apple pushes you so hard to enable uh, two-factor authentication on your accounts now, where, hey, Apple will actually send you a pop-up box on your iPhone and say, hey, somebody's accessing your iCloud account, and it's coming from this place over here. Are you sure this is you? Do you want to authorize it or not? So now what we're seeing is that vendors are actually improving quite a bit their security because of the prevalence of this type of attacks. Now, I step two-factor authentication. Another way, of course, is just do it on your smartphone. Now, one thing Apple is doing with iOS 12, when you want to use a stored password, you first have to, if you have it set up for Touch ID or Face ID, you have to first authenticate before you can even use that password, before you can even use the two-factor authentication. That's like three-factor, isn't it? Yeah. In, in fact, it is act, it, it's asking you to validate that it is really you who has control of that device via biometrics. So it's checking your, depending on the model of iPhone you have, it will check your fingerprint or it will check via face ID that that's actually you via the camera or actually ask you to enter your your passcode to then give you access to your passwords. Well, that certainly makes it easier. I guess John Podesta is hitting himself in the head, like they do on NCIS, you know, when Agent Gibbs smacks somebody on the head for doing something dumb. He must be hitting himself on the head for allowing this to happen. I have a quick question here, which is, I guess, one of the fears <laughs> raised during the 2016 election. Now we have the 2018 election. Can they gain control of voter databases? Supposedly, the Russians did some of that, but allegedly did not interfere with what's on them. But I think if you get access to log into a voter database, you could make changes, couldn't you? Yes, if, if we were able to get access, they can. Um, and it all dep- uh, uh, all systems can be hacked with enough time and resources. But most of the time, there's, they're going to take steps that are going to let the defender, if he has the skills and the tool set, 
to know that somebody's perpetrating that action. I want to remind you about the very best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live. That's to become a member of Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com for simple sign-up instructions. We give you a version of this show free of the network ads with better quality audio. Plus.technightowl.com. We're talking to Carlos Perez, security mm-hmm. expert. And one of the things he does, by the way, train hunt teams, people who are trying to seek out hackers. And I want to ask him about that. And more to come on the Tech Night Ally. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Healthcare reform is confusing, but whether it's finding an affordable insurance plan, keeping your doctor, or being able to afford needed prescriptions, navigating the healthcare system has become a challenge. Control your own healthcare costs and choices with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of each other's medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So, Carlos Perez, security expert with Trusted Sec, is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. Yep. I work there uh, in the research department. I'm the uh, practice lead for the uh, research department at TrustedSec. Training a cyber protection unit. I assume you don't take neophytes here. These people have to have some kind of computer science education? Uh, actually not. In fact, uh, many of them do have IT knowledge and IT education. Uh, many of the people in the branches are just Regular kids that took their entry exam to the Department of Defense, they got into the Marine Corps, Army, Air Force, and then each one of the different branches actually has their own training program where they train uh, these members of the different forces to be capable to perform these actions, both internally and through third parties. In my case, I'm one of those third parties that gets subcontracted by them from time to time. And they get training and they just go out there and do their job uh, day in, day out. Uh, many people do not know this, but all branches have what, what are called CPTs or cyber protection teams. They operate to keep the Department of Defense Network secure. For instance, if there's something that is happening, let's say in Okinawa, that looks kind of fishy, one of these cyber protection teams can be deployed. And you'll see them go and put all of the gear in an airplane, fly all, all, all the way over there, and they're going to perform their mission to try to see if state actors or criminals or anybody is trying to abuse the DOD network in that location. And then they'll coordinate with others inside of Cyber Command to be able to track actions and be able to pass it along to other teams if offensive action needs to be taken or any other additional steps need to be taken now let me ask you a question here in Mm -hmm. all this has anyone ever hacked you yes and and it has been because of a mistake that i've made i remember uh many years ago i reused a password for a service and i used that password in three other places one of them being a hotmail account 
And when they hacked this forum, they went like, okay, let's grab his email and this password that we got from him and let's spray it across every service we know out there. Amazon, Walmart.com, Target.com, Home Depot.com. And then they went to Hotmail. Oh, we got a hit here. And they were able to access my Hotmail account. Thankfully, Hotmail quickly sent me an email saying, we noticed an access to your account from somewhere in California. Is this you? And they're like, uh, no. And then I had to go through the process to recover my account. I go through that every so often. I've had some hackers coming after me. And I get these emails like someone tried to access our email mailing system, our online mailing system where we send out our newsletters. They tried to hack that. They tried to hack my Gmail account. They try to hack my Apple ID. I mean, they really, really are relentless here. And I just wonder here, if you're ever active in this, you're basically a target no matter what. Oh, yeah. Uh, And you're either a target of opportunity or a selected target because you have something they want. Um, There was a reporter who got hacked because his Twitter account only had three characters. So a group of kids did everything they could to get to that account because they wanted that Twitter account. And he he wasn't a target of opportunity. He was simply a target. And then many other people are just targets of opportunity in terms like these hackers are sending as many emails as they can and see who clicks on it. Or they're hacking databases of credentials that they stole from other services. They're sold. People will buy those or copy those in different forums And then they'll start going like, okay, let's try this username and password that is here across multiple services and see if we get a hit and we get access to something juicy, something that we can use and make more money out of. Tell us about the dark web. This is where everything leads to. What is that? Well, the dark web actually is kind of like a series of web pages and forums that not many people have access to. Many times it is through the Tor network, which was a Department of Navy project, where you download this tool that gets you access to this encrypted network that sits on top of the internet itself. You access there, and then there's a series of forums and web pages that you navigate to. Uh, and everybody's anonymous. Everybody is kind of ha- has a certain level of protection for their anonymity to be able to operate and peruse and take actions inside of that network. So it is everything is done hidden from the real world. Now, I say to a certain degree, because many times uh, the people that interact in those places can be tricked into just like a regular user, clicking somewhere and having their identity exposed by a web page that is configured to check their machine or send a ping, or even misconfigure their uh, the computer that they are using to connect to this network. They have it misconfigured where the computer itself will leak information that will then lead others to know who they are albeit another criminal or law enforcement. Uh, I think the best way is smoke signals. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's just being careful, taking your time. I think one of the biggest problems we have is just 
simple hygiene in terms of uh, cyber hygiene or computer hygiene and stuff, and stuff that we do. Do not reuse your passwords. Uh, use a password manager. Either, for example, there's one password, LastPass, KeyPass. There, there are multiple programs that will allow you to generate unique passwords for each website and store it in a secure way. Uh, make sure that your machine is up to date. I know we all hate uh, Patch Tuesday from Microsoft. We, the second Tuesday of every month, Microsoft pushes patches, and we have to reboot our machine. Uh, but keeping your machine patching up to date, it's very, very important. It prevents many attacks. And many times when you look at the advisors from Microsoft, they say, this patch is to protect from an active attack that is actually happening. And many times you'll find people with patches two, three months behind. Uh, same for a Mac, same for if you're running Linux or a Chromebook. Do patch your machines. You can, st- you can hack a Mac just like you can hack a Windows machine. It's different tooling, different techniques, but it's still doable. Uh, even a phone. Um, we've seen cases where you can get access to somebody's phone if they lose physical access or through the network. Uh, if their phone is not up to date, if they're not running the latest version of Android, if they're not running the latest version of iOS. In essence, it's just follow good practices and maintaining everything up to date. Yeah, but with iOS, I think it's certainly more secure than Android. A lot of things that might happen on an Android device are not necessarily going to happen on iOS. With a Mac, we understand. There are possibilities there because we're using an operating system with open source elements, obviously, since it's based on Unix. Obviously, no matter what you do, somebody's going to find a way to get in there. Yeah, In the case of iOS versus Android, in the case of Android, what really affects it is the fragmented ecosystem that they have. By fragmentation, I mean that you have Samsung, LG, Huawei, and many other brands out there of Android phones. Plus, you have the carriers. The carriers many times control the updates. So the carrier can say, I don't want him to get the update to this latest version of Android because then he won't buy a new one. And they, they may... Uh, in certain countries and other places, they block updates to get people to buy the newest phone so they don't get the latest version of uh, Android itself. And sometimes vendors modify uh, Android to a point that when Google comes out with a patch, the vendor has to take that Google patch, see if it affects their device, modify it, build it into their own build, then make that build available to everybody. And that could take an additional couple of weeks. So many times when people ask me about Android, I typically suggest if you like Android, you like using it, it's a great operating system, go with a very reliable vendor. Uh, and preferably, if you can, go with Google itself, the Google Pixel, because you'll get the updates straight from Google as soon as Google patches uh, Android. Okay, let's go into that more in the next segment with Carlos Perez, security guru. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Is there any situation here when we look at a new Google Android release from the Mm -hmm. Google I.O. conference? And they show us all these great features. And a year later, maybe 10% of the people are using it. And then we look at iOS, and it's 85%. And the only reason most of the rest of the people who aren't upgrading haven't done that is because they have equipment that's too old to run the operating system, or maybe they have the real old models that it just doesn't work very well. But iOS 12, Apple has advertised that, and this is something that's been confirmed mostly, there are performance improvements. So you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and they're doing it to support all their devices. And, and and I have to applaud that in the case of Apple. But then again, in the case of Apple, we're talking about a monoculture. So Apple builds their own device. Apple creates the software itself. In the case of Android, Google makes Android available and everybody can grab it and use it and put it in their device and say, hey, here's my device with Android. But there's really no commitment on that vendor that took Android to be able to uh, batch it and to keep it up to date. That's why I always recommend go with a trusted vendor that keeps their stuff up to date. If I have to recommend one, my first one is Google itself with their Pixel devices. Also, Apple tends to keep uh, supporting older versions of their hardware longer than Google. Google, typically, even their Pixel, only get like 18 months, uh, two years of support. 
their Apple devices are four years old that still got iOS 12. In fact, just to put things in perspective right now, with mm-hmm. Mac OS Mojave, any Mac from 2012 or on is fully supported plus Mac Pros with the right graphics card that support metal graphics. We're talking about six years. With the previous operating system for High Sierra in 2017, it went back to 2009 in some models. So Apple is giving you a really wide, wide range of equipment that works with the new operating system. We're talking about six years here and sometimes eight years. And then the only reason the older equipment is not supported is because of a change in the graphics hardware. Yep, they do. They are supporting quite a bit ways back, and that's why, again, it is that mono culture of I control the hardware, I control the software. Uh, it's like in the case of Microsoft when you go to many companies out there, and you go like, "Hey, why aren't you running Windows 10, uh, the latest version of Windows?" They'll go like, "Sadly, my hardware cannot run it, or I have a driver, or I have this printer, or I have this NIC, or I have this wireless card that doesn't work on it." And it's that, that uh, it is a feat of engineering just for you to write an operating system that can run such an amalgamation of hardware out there from six, seven, ten years ago to now. In the case of Apple, that monoculture, that um, little garden approach that they have actually works quite well for security. Don't we know about it? Don't we know about it? Let me ask you here. Let's take a look at the future of cyber protection. Does it have to come out of private industry? Is the government, in the U.S. particularly, but I'm thinking of the European Union and everything, doing enough to protect people from such things, not to mention protecting governments? I would say the U.S. is starting to, to do it. Just like anything that is ran by humans, we have many cooks in the kitchen trying to get this out the door. But we're steadily moving toward that. Uh, we, we saw it with the new plan that got out from the Department of Defense. One of the things that they were actually saying is that to be able to, to compete and deter in, in, inside of cyberspace, they got to actually uh, build trust with the private sector via partnerships. They have to work better with international partners. They have to enforce norms of responsible behavior because right now, we, every time NSA, Cyber Command went into an operation, they had to go to lawyers. What do you think about this? Is this permitted or not? And they had to get blessings and stuff. And then when we wanted to work with the British or the Israelis or any other partner from New Zealand to Australia, their own lawyers got, got involved. And right now, one of the strategies and one of the things that we're trying to do as a nation is actually reinforce those nor- existing norms and define new ones on how should we behave in cyberspace oh, from a Department of Defense kind of strategy. And the same thing is how they engage better with the private sector in terms of sharing information. Uh, because some attacks many times, let's say I'm a malicious nation state and I want to get into stuff that is valuable for the defense department. The guys that make our missiles and operating system for the missiles, for radars, is not a government agency or a government agency. It's private industry. It is an amalgamation of different private contractors that are working to build different components for the system. So they're going to be hacking these private systems. So more than likely, the private sector is the first one 
that is going to be able to see some of this malicious action. So that's why they want to kind of reinforce their partnership with the private sector. And that's one of the things that they actually put out, uh, I think Jerome Mattis put out uh, this year that he wants to work on. What is the strangest thing that you've ever seen in the course of your work? Really weird. Uh, I think it has to do... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I participate in a podcast called Security Weekly. And I remember we were talking about a hack to this group and some stuff. And I mentioned, hey, this hack to this group, they're just a bunch of street kitties. They're just kids that drive tools and stuff. They have no morals. They have. And I kind of bashed them a bit in the podcast itself. And then the next day, no, uh, well, two days later, I remember being in, in the gym and getting a, a weird uh, Twitter direct message that crashed my phone. And it was, uh, I think, uh, iPhone 3, 3GS or something like that. And it crashed. And we're like, oh, it crashed. And it rebooted. Uh, everything's okay. And then when I got back home, I was looking at my phone at the pictures. And there was a picture of a guy with a guy Fox Max smiling and pointing a camera at the guy who took the picture as if it was pointing a camera directly at me. And they're like, oh, crap. So I get an image of my phone and send it to a friend of mine who does forensics on uh, mobile devices. And he told me, well, the problem is that you didn't update to the latest version of your Twitter client. And there was a vulnerability in it. But thankfully for you, the only thing they could do is either inject a contact or inject a picture into your camera roll due to the permissions in iOS. And I was like, oh, crap. So I actually had somebody hack my iOS phone, kind of like, like, like uh, telling me, shut up, stop talking about us. In any case, this is getting really, really fascinating as we look at this and look at the cybersecurity threats and things like that. Is When we go back again to the sources, do we still talk about Russia, China, or are there any other countries where it's getting worse and worse? It all depends where you live. In our case, we have China that is hacking for IP. We have criminals out of Eastern Europe that are also hacking and stealing credit card information that are going after companies to dump info. Um, we have Russians who the our intelligence services say that the meddling with our elections have been trying to gather intel. So from the government perspective, we have kind of like those two big players. If we go to Mexico, we're talking about the cartels. The cartels are very active. They have very good teams of hackers that they use to track dissidents, to track and blackmail politicians. Uh, if we go all the way to Brazil, Brazil has very good carding hackers or, or hackers that are specialized in stealing uh, credit card information, either with skimmers or hacking web pages to get data. So it, it varies per region, or in the case of us in the U.S., uh, I think the ones that get the most attention are Eastern Europe, including Russia, Ukraine, and many other countries. And in addition, we have Russia. No, we have uh, China, sorry. We've got more to come with Carlos Perez. One more segment on the Tech Night Out Live.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. Uh, January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Uh, then my real health began going downhill. I had high blood pressure, diabetes, poor vision. I wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking heart and body extract from within a few days. I started sleeping better. My blood pressure normalized. My diabetes normalized. My sleep improved. Experience these benefits and more when your body heals itself with the assistance of heart and body extract order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 that's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 and folks i did not expect this at all by the seventh eighth and ninth day i saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract heart and body extract comes with a 100 ironclad money back guarantee details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. 
Homemakers. Groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Now, this is one of the debates we sometimes have. How do we trace the source of a hacker? Obviously, they want to hide their tracks, don't they? Oh, yes. And it's very difficult. That's why in the industry, we take with a very large lump of salt. Uh, when we hear that, oh, we are attributing this to this person. Instead of a pinch, we grab it with a lump. Because we want to see the evidence. How, like, how did you really track this person? For example, today I was uh, I was helping out uh, several members of our team perform an attack simulation on a customer, and we were proxying through three different providers all of our traffic. And when you looked at it, the attacks would have seemed like, hey, we have three different actors coming into our network because we were using multiple tool sets, and at the same time, we were going through multiple servers and directions. If somebody wanted to track us exactly to where they, where we were, they would have to get court orders or get the vendors of the places where from where we were renting the servers to give them information, and then they will only get kind of like that first hop. Then they would have to get orders and information from the other second hop, and then the third or fourth, how many hops we take. And then if we're using LLC companies that we created, then they have to get registration information and they have to, it, it, it is not easy to track all this stuff. And this is in the U.S., inside of the U.S. Imagine in the case that we're trying to track Russians or we're trying to track Chinese hackers where we need that information from the multiple systems. Now, thankfully, many times the people that are doing the hacks are humans and they fail in what we call OPSEC, in operational security. So many times, instead of going through a proxy or a VPN to connect back to their system, they'll screw up and they'll connect directly from their home machine. Or if they're sending tweets out to the world, like I'm so-and-so hacker, and they're doing it all this time through different proxies, one day they make the mistake of not enabling the proxy and they connect straight from their phone to that Twitter account. So many times it is just doing that attribution is just pure legwork, like getting down in trenches, looking at logs, looking at data, getting court orders, and kind of burning the midnight oil to be able to find that small mistake or series of mistake that this person or group of persons committed to be able to track them. Or in the case of our intelligence systems, mix multiple sources of intelligence to find the person. So they'll use what we call OSINT, open source intelligence, which is blog posts, forums, 
Twitter, Facebook, many places, and they'll look for pictures, same patterns, same mannerisms of words and stuff that they see in chats from different hackers. Uh, they'll look at the timetables that these people uh, operate and timetables that they're active in other stuff. Plus, they'll have spies in some of the agencies that will actually provide them info, or we have partnerships with other countries that will come forward and say, hey, Dujanks, uh, in the case of, let's say, GS, uh, GSHQ, uh, the equivalent of the NSA from the uh, British in- Signals Intelligence, they'll go and say, hey, we have information that you have hackers in Jewish systems, and these hackers come from this place because we have a source embedded there that saw them perpetrate the hack. Or we have sources that actually provide us video feeds of them performing the hack where we can see the screens where they were typing the commands. And there's a mixture of sources that is actually used to find and ascertain that data, both private and government-wise. Do you ever find resistance on the part of local governments to allow you to help them solve their problem? Yes, many times it is just pure pride. Uh, Like, we don't want any help from somebody from the outside. We can handle this on ourselves. We don't want your help. Other times it's legal or political. Like, hey, you guys did something wrong to us. Or there was this deal where we we got the the short end of it. So we're not happy with the U.S. on this. So we we don't want to work with you. Or they're just going to drag your feet. So that does happen. There are other cases where we have established agreements and they cooperate fully and we uh, and transparently with one another. What do you see in the future here? Is this always going to be a cat and mouse game or is there a way ultimately we will gain control or may, or maybe they'll gain control, which is like Mr. Robot? <laughs> the way I see it is it's always going to be a cat and mouse game. We will keep coming up with new defenses. They'll keep coming up with new techniques. And one of the things that is going to remain as a status quo is that human element. The human will always be hackable at one point or another. And this is something we have seen even outside of the cyber range. Uh, For example, you can have the best equipment out there, but if your soldiers are not trained, they won't be able to perform in battle. Uh, You can have the best detectives, but there's always somebody that has evil in them or militias are going to commit the crime, and cops cannot be everywhere. So there's always going to be that level of uncertainty and that level of the human factor that is going to prevent us from completely eradicating or having full control of it. But at the same time, there have been improvements, and it will be just kind of like that cat-and-mouse game. We'll just keep playing it, the, just that the game becomes harder and harder, sometimes for the mouse, and other times it is harder for the cat, depending on the organization itself. So if somebody needs help with a problem, is that the service you provide? Yes, we actually provide two different services. One of them, uh, mainly two different services. One of them is instant response. You think that you have been hacked. Your organization thinks that it has been hacked. And we'll go in and we'll help you determine how it was done and, how, and we'll help you remediate. The other one is where we do attack simulations, where we'll pretend to be an attacker and we'll come up with you, we'll develop a plan, and we'll do either a tabletop exercise with you to discuss errors and identify errors, or we just do a full simulation 
where we just simulate an attacker and we'll try to gain access to your network and resources, either physically or through cyber or a mixture of both. Is this something that requires a large company or are there smaller places that can provide some assistance? Uh, Smaller companies can call in and and we can quote them for our services. Uh, We have both medium to large customers uh, that we work with and we offer services to all of them. That's good to know. So if someone wants more information, where do they get a hold of you? Uh, well, in my case, uh, they just can go to trustedsec.com. And uh, in our webpage, they're going to find all of our contact information. And in addition to that, they'll find information about the services that we actually provide. So it is www.trustedsec.com. Carlos Perez, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Tech Night Out Live. It's been a pleasure being here with you and talking about security in all aspects. Coming up on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring a special encore segment with Stephen Baker of the NPD Group with lots of important industry analysis. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Ever wonder how Bitcoin and Ethereum were created? Vercel Media has helped hundreds of companies and individuals make their own cryptocurrency. Decentralized blockchain solutions are making the world more transparent and giving power back to the people. Vercel Media has helped companies raise tens of millions in the past year alone, structuring and marketing ICOs to the thirsty crypto public worldwide. Don't miss the cryptocurrency revolution. Visit VercelMedia.com. V-E-R-C-E-L Media.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest-priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. 
Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it, trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-910-7981. That's 1-800-910-7981. 1-800-910-7981. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So it's been a while since we talked to Stephen Baker of the NPD group. And I was asking him before we started while we we're exchanging dog stories. And he said at least six months, maybe more, Stephen. Or maybe it was yesterday, yeah, it feels like I, six I, months. I, yeah, I missed it. I've just been a very busy 2018 for me. Has it? Do you find all this talk about now that Apple's a trillion-dollar company has made any difference, or is it just a bunch of numbers? Uh, you know, um, milestones are awesome, and they're, they're great for everybody to stop for a minute kind of think about what the milestone means uh but you know get stopped for a minute and then you have to get back on the horse and keep moving and um i think that's kind of what we it's an interesting point we all have our different viewpoints on how relevant the stock market is we do every day so we don't want to get too political there but um you know, congratulations to them for doing something uh, no one else did, and it's certainly a testament to all the, the people there who bring products over the last uh, 30 years. Now, one big thing, of course, we can bring up when looking at the sales picture, in the June quarter, max sales were down, what is it, 13% in unit sales, 5% in financials whereas a lot of the pc industry they seem to do a little bit better so is apple be falling behind the curve here or is it just one of those quarters well um first thing always to remember about uh growth numbers 
is uh, the most important number that drives your growth this quarter is how you did last year during this quarter. Uh, I know it seems self-evident, but for some people, it's not always. Um, they had pretty good quarter the year before. They were very aggressive on price, both beginning and all the way through the back-to-school season in 2017 with aggressive promotions and uh, aggressive pricing and uh, trying to deliver really, really strong comparisons against that. Uh, certainly, they struggled a little bit in the last quarter, and I suspect they'll struggle a little bit during the calendar Q3 as well. I don't think that's a long-term kind of an issue. It is just how you manage the business, and sometimes um, you're able to drive some volume as they were in 2017, but you probably can't do the same kind of numbers in 2018 given uh, the dynamics of the market. Of course, it didn't hurt last year when at the WWDC in June, early June, they basically updated many of the Macs. Right. So they updated them. They had um, a lot of uh, inventory where they aggressively pushed a lot of product through, especially uh, July and August last year for back to school. Pricing was very aggressive, both from Apple, but especially from their partners, and that drove um, a lot of volume. And, you know, as we, we saw, they had very strong numbers all the way through the beginning of the holiday in 2017, and the holiday numbers in 2017 were very weak uh, because they were comping against the 2016 introduction of the, the new MacBooks with the touch bars. So, you know, again, that's not to say they weren't selling a lot. They just had, you know, tough comparisons. Uh, we've seen throughout this year that their sales have been a little flat, and I think we haven't really seen a big uptick yet with uh, uh, new processors and, and, you know, up updates they've been talking about. So, uh, you know, I think um, they're in for some some tough times in Q3 from a growth perspective. Now, when it comes to things like personal computers, all the PC vendors are basically in the same boat. They've got to wait for Intel to get the chips out. And Apple certainly put more powerful chips, a lot more powerful chips, in the 2018 MacBook Pro. Unfortunately, it didn't ship until July. Is that going to make a difference, or should Apple, if they could, and we never know with Intel, should they have maybe introduced more updates? Um, I don't think uh, Apple needs to be on quite as fast a cadence as the Windows OEMs do. Um, you know, they, they have their own operating system. They have, at some level, a, a market, while part of the overall PC market is is very separate. I, I don't think they have to mimic what happens uh, over there in the Windows side. I do think, um, you know, for the Windows guys, they do need to, to create those upgrades over time. And obviously, the last year or so, Intel's had some some challenges getting getting product out. And I don't think that's helped the Windows, um, Windows market uh, appreciably or the OEMs. Uh, but I don't think it's hurt it particularly either. I think, you know, we're in, a, we're in an age today where um, a lot of the focus right now in 
in notebooks has been around form factor and kind of the externals, uh, thinner and lighter and uh, thinner bezels, better screens, uh, some of those kind of things. And there's been a lot of uh, challenges around costs. You know, we've had a lot of uh, cost challenges in DRAM and SSDs and screens. So there's been a lot of maneuvering on the Windows side over the last year or so because they, they play in a lower margin business than Apple does as well. Um, so it, it's not great when, when Intel's a little bit behind, but I don't think that's been the, that's the primary opportunity for Apple to do better, nor do I think it's the primary uh, issue either for, forwards or backwards, up or down for the Windows OEMs. Now, when it comes to PC sales, a lot of those new sales are to businesses upgrading old hardware. Am I right there? Uh, well, we see some of that. Um, you know, on the, I, I think some of that has been is a little bit overblown. I think we're we're seeing the maybe the little fat part of that um, gradual shift in businesses from Windows Seven to Windows 10, uh, but, you know, it's important to remember that uh, it's very gradual and that in an age of software as a service, uh, the idea that I have to go upgrade a whole bunch of clients because there's a new operating system, that, that thought process is kind of moot today. Uh, that's, that's not really how our company thinks about things um, because it is kind of a uh, ongoing process as opposed to a, a one-time change. So there's plenty of, plenty of time for, for organizations to make the decision about moving from Windows 7. But as we get a little bit further along and the uh, products get older, then you do start to see uh, some upgrades. But I think the primary uh, driver today is just that is a bit of an age and not necessarily um, the operating system. Because going forward, uh, you know, Windows is going to be on the same kind of cadence that that Macs are on, right? We're going to deliver operating systems, and you know, we very rarely see much of a bump on a um, change in the Mac OS. And I suspect that's the uh, that's a good glimpse into the future uh, on the Windows side as well. Um, that said, you know, there's still plenty of activity on the consumer side uh, in terms of um, some strong volumes in areas like gaming. Um, seen some continued uh, incredible growth numbers out of the uh, Chrome market for consumers. So there's lots of interesting stuff going on um, on the consumer side as well. We've got Stephen Baker of the NPD Group. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. 
They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. When you use public Wi-Fi, hackers and identity thieves can see anything you do online. Embarrassing photos, your web history, even your passwords. That's why I use private internet access to encrypt my internet connection for less than 10 cents a day. Sign up now at privateinternetaccess.com and in just a few minutes, you'll be browsing anonymously and only sharing what you want to share. Privateinternetaccess.com. It's time to protect your online privacy. Healthcare reform is confusing. With the loss of the Obamacare mandate, those needing help can now choose an affordable alternative. By joining Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community of health-conscious Americans all over the country who control their own healthcare costs and choices. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of their medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-318-1251. That's 800-318-1251. 800-318-1251. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. 
What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. With Stephen Baker of the NPD Group, we were looking at PC sales, focused a little bit on Mac sales, whether the drop-in sales has any significance or it's just what is. Now, with Apple, I guess people tend to look for the upgraded models because they make such a big deal. I mean, and the PC side, they're constantly upgrading their hardware, but doesn't get that central focus because there's so many out there. Am I wrong? No, uh, you know, there's many, many Windows OEMs, and there's only one Mac OS OEM, OEM. So, you know, there isn't that kind of hardware competition among different companies. Apple's really just competing around their different product lines. So don't see that kind of um, impetus to happen. So you do see when when Apple does decide to upgrade, whether it's upgraded chassis or form factors or upgraded processors, you you typically see some kind of a, an increase. Uh, over time, especially in the upgraded processor side, clearly they're a little bit less... Um, that's a little bit less of a focus for them uh, than it has been in the past. And we don't see, even there, quite the same bump as we used to see in, in previous years. Uh, those, those changes are a little less, less important than they've been in the past. Form factor changes, on the other hand, for Apple always drive a pretty big uh, short-term increase. Uh, again, because they don't spend a lot of time having to compete with other similar brands in terms of their finish and the look and feel of the product. Every time Apple comes out with something new, there seem to be those criticisms. And since the original 2016 MacBook Pro came out, there was a perception that Apple didn't make it pro enough. And they cited, for example, the limit of 16 gigabytes RAM, which is the same as previous Mac notebooks. And this year, Apple is offering 32 with a larger battery to support the increased power used by a different memory controller, all that stuff. They got a six-core processor on the 15-inch model. So did Apple do that just to address the people who said it wasn't pro enough? And is it not pro enough? Uh, uh, you know... Um, I, th- I think he wants to hit his I head against the wall right now pain. when I ask that question. Go ahead. Yeah, you know... There's always a segment of people who are going to complain about everything. You know, one of the challenges of being Apple is how can you be all things to all people from one company? Sometimes things don't happen. We don't create that kind of hardware to address every single usage for every single potential customer. Uh, you know, you see a lot more of that kind of segmentation on the Windows side because that's one of the ways multiple OEMs will compete with each other. Apple doesn't have that, and it's again, it's very hard for them to be to break things down into very very small niches in against uh, all sorts of different kinds of customers. Their business model tends to be much more of a, a one size fits all. Uh, kind of a, a model, 
And you're always going to get people who are going to be unhappy when something that they had, uh, they expected doesn't uh, materialize. So it's nice that they changed those things for those people. Uh, hopefully that didn't add costs across everyone because somebody's buying a consumer who's buying a twelve ninety nine MacBook Pro doesn't really want to have to pay for those upgrades that are going to sit make a twenty four ninety nine MacBook Pro customer happy. Um, they shouldn't have to pay for those. So again, it's a balancing act, and it's easy to complain when you're on this side. When you're on their side, obviously, it's a lot harder to balance all those competing interests to come up with a, a product that works the best for the most users. Now, that, of course, maybe explains to some degree why Apple offers very few Macs where you can upgrade RAM. And I think the perception from some of the people I talk to is that most people don't need it. Most people never change their RAM. It's like a toaster oven. I hate to use that metaphor. Right. But they take the Mac... They use it until it drops or whatever, and they buy a new one. They don't think, oh, I can add memory to it. So there's no point, I guess, on the part of Apple. Thus, it also adds a little bit of complexity. Maybe it adds more service calls because if you offer the opportunity to upgrade RAM, not everyone's going to run to the store to do it. They'll do it themselves. Right, right. So, again, I think that's a perfect example of something where there, there's likely to be some kind of hidden cost to creating an opportunity for people to upgrade. And you can even, even though you may say that you can only upgrade on certain models and those are more expensive models, you know, the base of the product line tends to be pretty similar uh, across all the different, different models. So if you offer uh, those kind of opportunities and there's an added component cost or an added uh, assembly complexity, and those costs have to be passed on to everybody, not just the customers at the premium level. So, like I said, balancing act, try to do what you can that makes the most people happy within your cost envelope. As I said, they're a little limited because they don't have the kind of wide range of products that you're going to get on the Windows side. Something has to be compromised. Anyway, so that's it, but there's not like... It's not there's... a bad thing. Compromise, is, com- compromise isn't a bad word, Gene, right? Right. Um, I think it would, be, it would behoove everybody in the U.S. right now to remember that in all sorts of areas of, of the world. Compromise isn't a bad thing, and we all make value judgments every single day and cost-benefit, cost-benefit judgments. If you're not happy then you have to find something that's going to make you happy. Well, if you don't like a Mac, buy something else. Or maybe you want to become an owner of a Hackintosh. Did you ever look at that? Do many people use these hacked-together PCs using special hardware and customizations to run Mac OS? I'm sure that there's not a lot of that. Uh, I always look at those kind of guys as, the same thing as people, for example, who still, you know, build their own desktops or some of those kind of things. There's there's a community of hackers, of tinkerers, of guys who like to, their uh, fingernails dirty, 
maybe when you and I were growing up, those were all the dads who were out in the driveway tuning the spark plugs or changing the oil on their their cars, uh, since you really can't do a lot of that nowadays. Uh, all those people have to have a different outlet, and a lot of the outlet for a lot of them to, in in today's world is finding ways to tinker around with electronics. Well, that's quite different. When I was a kid, I was the kind of person who tinkered with everything. And I think part of it is that you had fewer, at that particular point in time, fewer complete products. Everything, you know, was a little bit hackable anyway in terms of being able to modify it or use it in a particular way. So I built radio kits. I built FM tuner kits. I built amplifier kits. I did all that kind of stuff. But now nobody thinks about it. You just, in a sense, Steve Jobs was right in the introduction of the first Mac. Turn it on, use it. In fact, even now, they're trying to yep. automate more and more the process yep. of upgrading software, make it more automated so it just it's just there. You wake up in the morning and there's a new operating system. You don't have to fret over it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. In any case here, I want to get to another thing here that's interesting. I'd like to talk a little bit about the iPhone and specifically the iPhone 10. And maybe you know better than I do, certainly you should, about why these stories arose. So we had all these reports coming in late in 2017 through 2018 that based on supply chain estimates, Apple was having an awful time selling the iPhone 10. That they cut back on orders from different suppliers, that sort of thing. And then we're all expecting the bottom to fall out of Apple stock. So for the December quarter, we have Tim Cook saying, oh, it was a number one best-selling iPhone. Look at the average sale price. And in the March quarter, same predictions, same results. Our number one smartphone is the iPhone 10, average sale price above last year. Same for the June quarter. And I'll ask you in our next segment, why the disconnect? More to come with Stephen Baker. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. 
Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. I'm David Hall, founder of Diamond Gusset, where we're proud of our 100% grown and sewn American-made jeans. Whether you're out for dinner, working on the farm, or on the road, Diamond Gusset Jeans offers a full spectrum of styles and sizes for any occasion. To find yours, visit gusset.com. That's G-U-S-S-E-T.com. Our loyal customers enable us to continue sponsoring Liberty Media outlets like the one you're listening to. In Liberty, David Hall, Diamond Gusset Jean Company. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The eternal disconnect. iPhone 10 sales. How could these outsiders get it so wrong? Well, there's a couple reasons, but let's start with the real basic ones, which is inventory doesn't equate to sales volume. Sell-in is not sell-through. As a company that works with and tracks sell-through, I have a pretty good view and a pretty big commitment to the idea that the most important thing is the very end of the supply chain. And the real thing to worry about is not what's happening one or two or three layers back in the supply chain. The real thing to worry about is what happens when the salesman talks to the consumer or the sales rep is at the company and somebody buys something. That's the end of the road. And that's what's most important. A lot of these People lose sight of that, and they try to guess at what's happening at the end of the sales cycle because they don't really know. Maybe they're not NPD clients, but if they knew, then they would have a little bit better understanding. So they're always trying to make all these guesses all the way through. Um, Sure, you can glean some things from back parts of the supply chain, but at the end of the day, Building stuff and selling stuff are two separate uh, activities, and it's not a seamless one-for-one relationship. And clearly, as Apple shows all the time, and as uh, Tim Cook tends to talk about in most conference calls, you can spend a lot of time looking at that, but you don't really know. Those aren't the same kind of signals that everybody thinks they are. There's really only one good signal, and that one good signal is what happened when someone bought it. And Apple knows that, certainly, how many products it sells. And one thing Tim Cook has said, that you shouldn't use a couple of metrics from the supply chain to guess what demand and sales are, because Apple is constantly adjusting orders from different suppliers, and this is what Tim Cook's expertise has been. And just seeing that 
supplier A is selling less doesn't mean supplier C isn't selling twice as much and making money hand over fist. Right. I would also add that supply chain information comes from the supply chain, who tends to have a vested interest in how to position those kind of things. And whether it's with investors or competitors or the people they supply, like Apple. So if there are ways that they can put pressure, I think what's really interesting for looking back at that supply chain is that there's that information always comes from businesses that are in the supply chain or have a vested interest in what happens there. So they are making statements or leaking things that may or may not hurt suppliers upstream or customers downstream. Um, they have a vested interest in there trying to manipulate things to help their business. So when you finish all this and look, um, again, um, they can, all those numbers can come out, but the one thing that they can't manipulate is the sales number. Well, certainly, if Apple manipulated sales numbers, and this is what people sometimes don't understand, Apple would be in humongous trouble. Yep, there's uh, the, the, there are a lot of rules about how you can and can't report things. So, um, as a trillion-dollar public company, I think Apple is um, going to do its best to, to follow those kind of accounting rules. Do you think, though, that, and this is obviously asking for guesses that may not even be valid, some of the people who talk down Apple's sales or stock are doing it to protect their own personal interests? Sure. Everybody is always trying to protect their own uh, personal interests. Uh, I'm sure there's a little bit, like I said, jealousy or uh, supply chain competition trying to, to change some of those kind of things. Um, change the perception. Uh, I'll also add, um, on the other side, that um, sometimes I think the people who follow Apple are a little sensitive, and um, they over-ascribe value to things that are said that don't have a lot of value. A lot of people talk. A lot of people don't really have very much information. But I, we often find that um, people make kind of wild statements, and while we all know they're not true, uh, people maybe who are Apple supporters, I hate to turn it into detractors and a supporters kind of thing, um, they sometimes use those outrageous statements as evidence of um, how Apple is not being treated right or something like that. Um, so in, in those outrageous statements, no one accepts those. No one thinks those have any, any validity. So uh, it, it does cut in a little bit both ways. Um, so you've got to take everything, I think, with a little bit of grain of salt. Also have to look that each company is going to spin things in a way that even if the information is not as favorable, they're going to spin it. But let's look at the smartphone industry. It's fair to say now, because we've seen lower sales from Samsung, that for the most part, the market is heavily, heavily saturated. So is Apple's approach mostly to build more 
pricey gear, sell the pricey gear to get higher sales, and then sell the services to make up? It certainly seems that services are showing a tremendous increase in terms of sales. So certainly this is one indication. Get more money out of the existing customers. Um, well, that seems to be where they're going, although I think the word make up is probably not not the, not the phrasing I would use. I think um, th- there's, there's a virtual circle in there, which is that um, Apple sells a premium product. Uh, premium customers are more likely to consume incremental services after the purchase of the device. Therefore, when you are more and more focused on premium customers, uh, you will get more and more aftermarket service revenue because naturally those are the kind of customers um, who who are going to buy more services. It's kind of the same as you, you get a lot more ink uh, revenue on a $10,000 ink printer because people who buy those are buying it because they use it all the time versus somebody who buys a $100 printer. Um, they probably are only very casual users. Well, Apple is certainly doing everything it can to increase their services revenue. We look, for example, at their TV shows that they're producing right. and Apple Music, where they claim now they have more Apple Music subscribers in the U.S., only in the U.S., than Spotify. And then I think Tim Cook said they're not interested in making money or do not expect to make money from Apple Music. But it certainly keeps people connected to your platform. Well, I, I, I'm not familiar with that, him saying that, but I think, you know, the idea is to get money from customers in a whole bunch of different areas, whether it's from selling them music or selling them video or selling them cloud services or selling them Apple Care plans. They have a number of ways to do that, uh, to App Store, right? There's a lot of different ways that they can generate revenue after the the sale of the phone. Well, Apple is certainly doing that. Now, we got more to come with Stephen Baker of the NPD Group. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Now Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. 
Hello, this is Dr. Bill Deagle, MD of NutraMedical.com, announcing the breakthrough Red Deer Velvet DR. It delivers the protected building blocks of all organs and tissues, allowing your own stem cells as architects and engineers to regenerate you. Not since fetal life, when aging does not occur, has such an amazing NutraMed been available to help heal you and regenerate you. Anti-aging requires that you correct mineral, activate nutraceutical, and jump the gene defects and poor diet you have to deliver the cellular tools for regeneration. You must remove old damaged cells and replace them with your young healthy cells to wind the biological clock to a younger you. Order your Red Deer Velvet DR now at Nutramedical.com 24-7 or 888-212-8871. That's Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I, medical, M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com. Or call our order line, 888-212-8871. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at Slingbow.com. Aging is one thing that affects everyone. George has talked about the power of stem cells for years. Now there's a new serum that harnesses that stem cell power to bring back your youthful look. Beverly Hills doctor, Nathan Newman. Stem cells are basically our fountain of youth. This is what maintains our body's reparative regenerative abilities. As we age, every cell breaks down and has to be replaced, and what replaces it is the stem cell. Dr. Newman and Janess have developed Luminess. Luminess takes the science of stem cells using the same growth factor complex that literally heals our cells, slowing the appearance of the aging process. Apply Luminess twice daily and on average see results in a week. Learn more, watch our video, and order today at a special Coast website, healthylooking.com. Plus, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's healthylooking.com. Luminous for a healthier, much younger, better-looking you. Buy now at healthylooking.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So I've got to this point here talking about Mac sales being somewhat less and about the iPhone, about saturation and stuff like that as to whether that makes a difference. Do you cover much of uh, cable TV industry at all? Mostly not. Not really. Okay, because I wanted to get into a little bit of Apple TV, but that, of course, takes us into 
cord cutting and all those complexities. And I mean, I can talk a little bit about the hardware, not necessarily about, you know, the content. Stuff. Okay. Then we know, for example, that the Apple TV is the most expensive of the set-top streamers. Roku, right. I guess, is tops in sales. Am I correct? Yes, the, the app, the Amazon products sell a lot as well. All right. So, uh, therefore, as far as Apple is concerned, their product is like a poor stepchild to all the others. But then I see Apple doing things to boost sales. Like, for a while, I don't know if the promotion's in effect anymore. But if you subscribe to DirecTV Now, which is their streaming service, you pay for three months in advance. What do you get? A free Apple TV. I think they also offer it with Roku. So Apple, is Apple making a deal with AT&T to do this? Or did AT&T, through its DirecTV division, make a deal like that? Well, I'm sure it was with the DirecTV uh, division um, in terms of doing that. Those things are, are great and they're nice. Um, the business is moving away from the boxes being the most important piece of how you uh, monetize and manage the uh, people's absorption of content. And it, the operating system is very important as well. And, you know, one of the places that Roku has had real success is getting their operating system directly on televisions so you don't have to buy a box. They've had great success with companies like TCL and others. Amazon is obviously going, has gone down that route uh, by partnering with Best Buy to put the Fire OS on some of their TVs. Google has Android TV that's on Sony televisions. Um, that's a really important way for you to promulgate your television operating system, get it out there, and then be able to, to monetize that through advertising and the other things that, you know, now that Roku's public, we can see what a great job that they've done around the box, but really more and more not about the hardware, but around monetizing the operating system. Of course, we have the TCL sets, which have gotten good reviews with Roku. Now with Vizio, they use Google Chromecast, and they've got a SmartCast app for mobile yep. devices, and the recent TVs have the app built in with a subset of the particular services you want. So if you want like Hulu, or you want Vudu, or you want Netflix, on the Vizio set, it's very easy. It's just one tap, click on your remote, and it comes right up. No problem. It's embedded, built in. Now, would Apple be better off doing the same thing with TV makers? Or I know they're making a deal now with Charter for their cable subscribers to offer Apple TV. Do I assume that's going to be something where the people will get a special price if they buy it or what? I'm not familiar with the details of the agreement with uh, Charter, but I think that's an area that Apple clearly has to, to think about what they're trying to do pretty much impossible for any of us to imagine Apple allowing someone else to install their operating system on non-Apple branded hardware. Um, you know, that ended 20-something years ago, 
And it's hard to imagine that they're ever going to do that again. Um, the challenge is that they have to create a better ecosystem around the Apple TV that makes customers want to use that instead of the native applications that are on the television, um, that the integration and the seamlessness of an Apple TV and an Apple, uh, you know, an iPad and an iPhone uh, creates a better experience for a customer than having, you know, using the Roku app on the television or having a Roku box or et cetera. We've actually done in in some of our business some some work around looking at what the uh, kind of overlaps are, and I think uh, between Apple TV and other other areas, and I think you do see that when you think about an ecosystem. Uh, Apple television connection is probably the weakest link in their ability to build the same kind of ecosystems that somebody like Amazon or Google are trying to build. So where does Apple go with the Apple TV, since it does seem to be an underachiever? At the very beginning, though, it was the number one streaming device, right? Uh, I, I'd have to go back. It was, it was a while ago. Roku has always had a very strong, strong platform there. So I'm not going to say they were or they weren't, but I think they, they were in a better position in previous years than they're in right now, for sure. Um, they do have to do something. I think it's also, honestly, in this kind of maybe blows this up a little bit further than we want to go right at the moment, but it's, it's really about how the smart home and the smart home ecosystem is starting to build. And, um, you know, there are opportunities around that to maybe for Apple, if they could get home kit, uh, into more places and more Apple connected, uh, home devices that, that would help support maybe the Apple TV being part of the, you know, central controlling mechanisms um, around the home. But clearly, uh, this is an area where they're not quite uh, so far ahead that their dominance on the phone and on a on mobile platforms hasn't. Um, benefited them to the same extent as it has in other areas. And we do see a lot of growth and a lot of interesting things obviously happening around, happening around smart home and around that content. Apple's got a lot of competitors and a lot of different uh, things that they have to do. You know, sometimes they have to compete with Amazon. Sometimes they have to compete with Google and Macs. They're competing with Microsoft. Uh, you know, so they have a lot of different areas where they try to have to try to uh, find the right um, right way to thread the needle to get the right products out there. It's a challenge, but this is certainly an area where the leverage that they're able to exert from their strength on the on the mobile side just has not uh, played out like a lot of people thought it would. Let me give you a personal example of my use of an Apple TV. I have a third generation, still have it, disconnected from the TV, and I'll tell you why in our next segment. We have Stephen Baker of the NPD Group. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Owl Live. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Ever wonder how Bitcoin and Ethereum were created? Vercel Media has helped hundreds of companies and individuals make their own cryptocurrency. Decentralized blockchain solutions are making the world more transparent and giving power back to the people. Vercel Media has helped companies raise tens of millions in the past year alone, structuring and marketing ICOs to the thirsty crypto public worldwide. Don't miss the cryptocurrency revolution. Visit VercelMedia.com. V-E-R-C-E-L Media.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my health today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. See website for details. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, my glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text DO33 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text 
33-350-350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's DO33-350-350. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. More with Stephen Baker of the NPD Group. And what I said before is I I have an Apple TV third generation. I no longer use it. Why? Well, sometime back I got a Vizio TV set, 4K. This is one that the manufacturer shipped out and everything for review. And I set the thing up, and I was a subscriber to Netflix and the very cheapest cable I could get. So with Netflix, no longer need the Apple TV. You just press a button on the Vizio remote, there's Netflix. I log into my account, and that's it. Picks up where I left off. I hadn't touched the Apple TV in like six months because I was using it for that and for Apple's own movie rentals. But then Vudu from Walmart gives you the same, pretty much the same rentals. So they both offer 4K. So I don't need Apple TV and I don't need an Apple TV device. So for me, no need. Now, as more and more TV sets offer decent interfaces on their smart features, is that eventually going to really hurt the set-top box business for streamers, other than, of course, Roku or someone who embeds the technology in a device? Well, like I said, right at the very beginning, right? Amazon doing pretty well uh, with with devices, but uh, their focus has been to try to find ways to get the Fire OS embedded on televisions. That's kind of their next piece, and they're trying to do some leverage we could, uh, this probably brings us all the way into home pods and things, but you know, they've been trying to use the leverage of the echo family of products and the Alexa voice system, uh, as well as part of that around the TV, Google, as you mentioned, working with Vizio, also work with Sony. They're trying to do some of the same kind of things with the Google assistant in terms of that helping to be part of the, the television platform. And, Obviously, Roku, as we said, trying to further and further getting away from just being a hardware company and driving their software onto more and more TVs. And at some level, that that leaves a very, very difficult measure for Apple in terms of how do I compete there? You can make an argument, right, that even Netflix, as you mentioned, I can just hit an app and there it is almost becomes a ecosystem or a replacement for your operating system at at some level. So it's a really tough uh, position for them. Some of their strengths have been diluted because the market has shifted um, away from dedicated hardware and more and more into the television and into other devices around the home where their strength hasn't been quite as good at this in the last few years. Now, is that going to help at all? The fact that Apple is planning to produce its own TV shows, and I have no idea how it's going to be done. Do you? 
Is it going to be part of Apple Music, offered separately, or what? Well, um, I think no one's, I don't think they've really articulated that. I think for most people, the hope is that as they do those kind of things, that maybe they'll take that opportunity to um, play around with iTunes and uh, maybe make it a little bit um, less of a kind of all-encompassing one piece of software and maybe, um, you know, break it up a little bit so that consumers who want to use one piece of it are not forced into other other pieces of it, you know, to maybe separate out music and video and the management of your iPhone and apps and everything else is... Um, can be kind of a, a challenge, right? I'm not going to use some of the words that people have described iTunes as, but I think part of the strategy of building your own or creating your own content and coming more, more like Netflix could certainly be trying to create a more focused uh, way to attack somebody like Netflix or Amazon with a, um, with a product that isn't maybe quite so unwieldy. Speaking of Netflix, I also noticed with Netflix, some of the cable TV companies, I know some of the contour boxes from Cox are included. I forget who else. So Comcast, maybe? They're including Netflix on their boxes. I assume that requires a separate in-app subscription or something like that, or just picks up your existing account. But is that a way for these companies to work with Netflix and the problem of possibly exceeding your bandwidth cap with Netflix would certainly give the cable companies more money. Yes, you you, you do. Usually you have have your own Netflix subscription. Um, you can do that in hotel rooms as well. Um, I was just in a hotel where I could watch Netflix or there was a few others that were integrated into the, um, to the channel guide. Um, you know, I think what it does is... Uh, maybe not as much uh, bring money in, but it keeps people more engaged and less willing to cut the cord from Xfinity or, or someone else uh, because Netflix is integrated in there into the channel guide. You know, you, we're thinking about it maybe in a whole bunch of different ways. Maybe it's best to just think about it the same way you think about HBO, right? You pay for HBO. If you do, it's part of the channel guide. You can click on it and watch stuff. Why shouldn't you be able to do that with Netflix or Hulu or someone else or Amazon even? I guess someone is actually now, um, I don't remember which one, is, is integrating Prime Video into their channel guide as well. Okay, so that way, if you can't beat them, join them. And that's a way for the cable companies to work with people who want to cut the cord to say, you know what, we'll give you a good deal here, and you get Netflix if you want, or Hulu, or whatever. It maintains the irrelevance. Uh, I, I don't really think it's about, you know, data caps and those kind of things. There's not a universal um, kind of charges of your using too much data uh, on a broadband perspective. Certainly there are some places where that happens, but that that's not... Um, generic the way it is on your phone and I'm, i i suspect that over time those caps will continue to go up so that very few people actually go over them kind of the same way we've seen in the on the phone side so i don't see that as being 
driving part of it. I think the driving reason to get Netflix and Hulu and others into the channel guide is really to maintain the subscription and maintain your relevance to the consumer and give them a bunch of choices and give them something that they want, which is um, Netflix or Hulu. And, you know, if you look at it as integration, it fits very well into what we just spent five minutes talking about, about Roku and integrated TV OSs and all those other kind of things. And again, it points to the challenge that in these kind of environments Apple has, where they want to maintain very tight control of the user experience, uh, both from a software perspective and a hardware perspective. And they have been, you know, reluctant to uh, allow others to create um, create integration. And, you know, in this environment, as things are changing, that right now seems like a um, very difficult strategy to execute on. Well, it's the early stages for Apple. And one would think that they'll find other methods. Like we have the HomePod that very few people are buying. I guess that's 6% of the smart speaker market. And I want to ask you about that. Smart yep. speakers, whether they're smart enough. And I come out mm-hmm. of the early days when I was a wee lad building my own radio kits and stuff. We got Stephen Baker of the NPD group for one more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com.
Ever wonder how Bitcoin and Ethereum were created? Vercel Media has helped hundreds of companies and individuals make their own cryptocurrency. Decentralized blockchain solutions are making the world more transparent and giving power back to the people. Vercel Media has helped companies raise tens of millions in the past year alone, structuring and marketing ICOs to the thirsty crypto public worldwide. Don't miss the cryptocurrency revolution. Visit VercelMedia.com. V-E-R-C-E-L Media.com. Healthcare reform is confusing, but whether it's finding an affordable insurance plan, keeping your doctor, or being able to afford needed prescriptions, navigating the healthcare system has become a challenge. Control your own healthcare costs and choices with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of each other's medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-318-4349 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-318-4349. Again, that's 800-318-4349. Broadcasting to over a thousand radio stations, GCN programming is in all of the largest markets. A GCN advertising career could be the business opportunity you've been waiting for. Companies need hardworking representatives just like you to handle their needs, while you earn residual income which can last for years. Companies are buying and they need you. Email advertise at GCNlive.com or call 877-996-4327. That's 877-996-4327. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, HomePod, true that not many people are buying them? The numbers we see would indicate that on a unit basis, it's not flying off the shelves. The numbers that you you quoted around 6%, um, some of those seem very high to me. Um, some of them are more about the revenue versus the unit. Well, obviously, dollars are, are pretty important uh, in the early days of, or the mid-days, maybe where we are in uh, voice speakers. Certainly, Google and Amazon are much more focused on install base and growing the user base, and it's very hard to grow the user base with a $350 product as opposed to one that's on sale all the time for 30 bucks. It also depends on your standards. Do you want a fairly high-quality speaker system or just something in the background? I have to tell you, though, I did go to the Apple Store once recently to fix my wife's iPhone. 
And while I was waiting for the geniuses to act like geniuses, I asked them if they could turn on the HomePod, which was not playing anything. And I asked them, let's get a specific piece of music that you can get from iTunes. And they played it. And I listened. And I thought it sounded good enough, I guess. It was a little bit muddy and bassy, which other people have complained about. I was not knocked out from it in the sense that I would, if I had the spare 350, I'd want to buy one. But the question here is, Apple, I guess, is going to the claim here, well, it's that expensive because the sound is much better than these other devices. It's being sold as more of a speaker system than as something that can control your Internet of Things devices. Right. As a speaker system, it's really good. As a speaker system, it's kind of in the mid-price range if you look at other kind of sound bars from people like Bose and Sonos, where even Samsung and Sony, some of those products are five or $600. It feels a little over-engineered and a little bit better than it needs to be, perhaps, for competing against Google Homes and Echo Pluses and, and those kind of products. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge sound guy, so the sound quality, you know, I'll, I'll defer to people who are better at reviewing those than I am. But I would just say it doesn't sell a lot because right now, for the most part, it's positioned as much more against the streaming speakers, Bluetooth speakers, voice speakers, and much less positioned against the place where most people want to buy quality audio in their home. And most of the quality audio in the home is bumped up against the television, whether it's in a sound bar or a set of home speakers with a receiver and all that kind of gear. So I think the positioning, not quite perfect in terms of how to maximize its opportunities. So therefore, maybe Apple should produce a mini HomePod. This, of course, is pretty small as it is, but maybe a cheaper version. You mean like a mini iPod and a mini mini iPad. Sure. So they certainly miniaturized many of their products in the past to try to get to certain price points. And, um, you know, it seems logical that at some point they're going to have to deliver something that is good, but not quite $350. But what about Internet of Things stuff? Do people really want to have something that, makes their intelligent refrigerators be intelligent refrigerators and talk to their washing machines and dryers or whatever? Well, maybe not those devices quite yet, but right now our research says about 20% of people have at least one smart home device in their home, not including speakers, so light bulbs or a camera or door locks or those kind of things. You know, most of that is early adopters. We're starting to get to a little bit more broader audience as the apps and the features start to migrate into other devices. It makes a lot more sense to have a refrigerator with a camera in it that can tell you the food that's in there when you can integrate that with an app that lets you order things or helps you prepare and manage your household than just 
having a connected refrigerator for the heck of having it. So we're seeing all those pieces start to work together more and more, and we expect that we will continue to see all these, these products accelerate. My real concern about that, of course, is security. I want to know that when I tell my oven to start baking the turkey, that somebody else won't say stop or whatever, or my smart doorbell will not be easily unlocked by somebody else. I want security. I accept that. I would argue that your dumb door lock isn't all that secure either. You know, it's pretty easy for somebody to pick the lock and break into your house. That's what they want to do. So I think some of those security pieces can be a little bit overblown when you look at digital world versus the analog world. But they're legitimate. I'm not saying they're not legitimate, but I think a lot of those challenges we have uh, have always had maybe just in a little bit of bit different form. Internet of thing. Huh. I'm concerned about that story I read a while back about someone with a Amazon Echo speaker where a husband and wife are talking, the conversation is recorded and emailed to a friend, someone on their contact list. That was pretty funny. It's, it's funny if you know the other person. It's not funny if it goes to a stranger. Well, to somebody on their contact list, presumably someone in their contact list isn't a stranger. But I'm going to take that one all the way back to some of the other stuff we said, which was, you know what? You can always find somebody or something that happened that was outrageous or horrible. That's the exception, not the rule. I don't know about you, but I don't always live my life based on the fear of the exceptions. Exceptions don't happen very often. You know, planes crash, but most of us aren't afraid to get in them. So cars crash. You're more than likely going to get in a car pretty soon to go somewhere. Those are the exceptions. So we all have cost-benefit analysis, and we all risk manage on our own. So you have to decide how, how much risk you actually see in those kind of things. But like I said, I think some of those things are a bit, um, overblown compared to the same level of risks that exist in the analog world. Hey, Stephen Baker, please tell our listeners if they want to know more of what you do, where do they go? Our website is uh, www.npd.com. You can always follow me on Twitter at NPD Steve Baker. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook, the guy with the plaid shirt. If you find him, it's me. Still have the shirt. Haven't worn it in a while. We also have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called the Powercast at Powercast.com. And this week we're going to be talking about animal mutilations and near-death experiences. They're not necessarily related. Powercast.com. We also have a way for you to listen to the show free of the network ads. If you join Tech Night Owl Plus, for more information, go to plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. It's cheap. Prices start at just $1.49 a week, much less than a Frappuccino from Starbucks. And we think it's a better deal. You know, go get the cheaper coffee. Actually, I like Circle K coffee. I don't know if there's a Circle K near you. But they're not paying me for that, so I'm not going to mention the name again. 
We also have longer term subscription plans that are cheaper per month. And you get the version of the show once again, free of the network ads, better quality audio also. Go to plus.technightowl.com for more information. Plus.technightowl.com. Been a while, Stephen Baker. Thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Always the highlight of my week when I'm on your show, Gene. is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.